This weekend at the box office, storms raged across the country, but it was blue skies, blue water, and even bluer people across much of Pandora. And we celebrate Christmas by heading down to 34th Street, as there's some talk of a miracle. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 223rd episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Where each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your host, Noah. And you might say that viewers had a blue That's a Christmas. Good one. That's a good one. That's a better one. With Jake Sully. That's, you, know what I was, you know what I spent about two seconds doing is going, um, uh... I'm blue. Yeah, but D, I have a die. But D, I see Avatar. I'm a no. And that's like, I'm not going to do it. Blew his house and his blue little family and his child, Spider. And everything is blue but Everything is blue but him. Everything's blue but Spider. Yeah. Because he ain't got nobody to swim with. To swim with. To swim with. Oh, man. Spider sucked. I like the whale. Yeah, the whale was good and Spider was bad. That's like pretty much good, my review. I like how good the whale was at fighting. Yeah. That dude fucking <laughs> rocked that shit. I liked how bad Spider was. You shoot Spider a missile was. at me? Doink. I agree. Uh, let's talk more about Avatar later. But for now, let's talk about the top five. It's a Christmas top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as such, I'm celebrating the top five Brad Pitt movies. Because Babylon came out. Bubba. Kind of. I call it Babylon. Babylon, that's fair. <laughs> I, <laughs> you could say You were about to say you, you see, we're trying to record. This is, we're trying to keep up sort of a professional environment here. And I, one of us is watching the Family Film Awards. What the annual Family <laughs> Film Awards? I... And a child walked on screen to present something, I think. And yeah. so no one's like, there's one now. There's a baby one. <laughs> I heard it. He's presenting the outstanding. Oh, wow. Yeah, the big you, one. Do you not Do you not recognize that no, little boy? No, I don't at all. <laughs> Tom Holland. I, I, uh, let me do this. Tom him. Holland, Uncharted. This is the best actor in a movie. Tom Holland, Uncharted. Yeah, but now there's like a whole scene. So do it. The, do your, Tom, do Tom your Wahlberg Ho- impression. Tom Holland was nominated for best. God damn. Channing Tatum, The Lost City. This is... There's a clip. Oh, there's your guy. Yeah, you're doing, yeah there's you're Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. He, he, he do, this movie did not make the list. No, you haven't seen it. That's true. It would not have it's made cute. the list. It's cute. Oh, awesome butler, Elvis. He'll has, have a blue Christmas. It has everything to do with this. Yeah, that's, this movie's quite bad. I've seen most of it. All right, and then there's only four, so we get one more. Glenn Powell, Top Gun member for Best Act. He got in Best Actor over got, I mean, over gotta, <laughs> over. Wait, what's his here. face? Miles Teller was supporting. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Oh, was, and Tom Cruise. Uh, right. They did five okay. in this one. Tom Cruise also got. It's got to be Cruise, right? The Family Film Awards. No, it's going to Austin Butler. Yeah. Let's point. stop talking about this forever. Well, let's find out who wins. We're about to say it, <laughs> okay. and then we'll be done. All right, fine. Can't leave the people hanging. They're going to look up the Family <laughs> Film Awards. <laughs> the people are gone. Look at this kid's hair. 
I know. You 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 know who that kid is. Austin Butler. Yeah. Is Butler there? No no one I I've, I've seen them uh, do three awards. Yeah. Not one person's been there because no one gives a shit. I'll pa- turn on Pat Sajak did uh, make a video. He did. That's true. I meant celebrities. Okay, go ahead, Noah. Brad Pitt's fifth best movie is Killing Them Softly, mm-hmm. uh, which is a But very... he's not using his song. No, he is not. He is using a gun, mm-hmm. usually. Uh, yeah, a great little uh, great little dirty crime movie came out in, what, like 2012? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, actually. Lots, uh, sounds lots right to say mind. about the, uh, the politics of the time and the way the country was looking and would kind of continue to go from there and just some some great uh, great performances from a bunch of uh, character actors and Brad Pitt who is of course a character actor in a leading man's body. Uh number 4 is 7. Uh, okay. Another great little dirty crime film. Uh he shows up in a lot of those. He loves being dirty. He does. Uh Seven's gets, a movie I've wanted to rewatch for a while. Dirty in Babylon. Oh uh, yeah, man! Yeah. He falls down that he does cliff. Fall down like, uh, no, it's a roof. He's on like a balcony. Yeah, it's it's a man-made. He cliff. falls into his pool. Yeah. I. Uh, Can you do his, his the thing he does during the dancing? No, it's it's like get a goo, get a Yeah, I was. It's bringing the stutter out of me, but it's like get a gig, get a gig, get a Yeah. Number three, I chose between two here, and I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Love it. I. Because I think that might be my favorite Tarantino. Really love it. I don't. I don't know that I prefer it as a movie overall over Inglorious Bastards, the other one I was considering here. That disappointed me. Yeah, I, I watched that re- like a yeah. year or two ago. You know what I rewatched during Christmas break? Django. Okay. I had a great time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Came around on Django. All right. Yeah, because yeah, I remember you weren't uh, you weren't yeah. as hot on that one. So came around on Django and Glorious Bastards dipped a little, and uh, yeah. Once Upon a Time is uh, really really up there. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely his uh, his strongest Tarantino performance. Uh, great won movie. the Oscar. Yeah, and well deserved. Yeah. I uh, number two here, and I should uh, I should stipulate that uh, number one I, I rated seen as a, the film. I rated I rated number one as a tie. Oh. I, Mostly because so I had three more movies coming. Yeah, and I had uh, I had recently done the top five George Clooney uh, within the past couple of months. Okay, uh, and a lot of crossover in their greatest yeah, films. That's true. Uh, and sure. so I, wa- I wanted to leave a little more room for something like. Oh, say, I know your three then. Uh, Moneyball at two. Oh, all right. I uh, all right. So your tie is I'll guess it when you. Is okay. it two different movies from? One, it's not like two it's not the, the same, same franchise. Okay. No, it's yeah. just so it is two unrelated exactly movies. Yeah, All right, go ahead. I, uh, yeah, Moneyball, uh, incredible, uh, incredible, incredible sports movie. Uh, watched uh, watched this one myself over the quarantine as my last rewatch, and uh, the that way was the last movie Noah ever rewatched. <laughs> the way that Brad Pitt and Philip Seymour Hoffman, like they do the Sorkin dialogue so slow mm-hmm. and so like droning and deliberate instead of the usual rat-a-tat yeah uh is incredible and brad pitt is great and the movie is great he has a similar energy in that movie to kyle chandler in friday night lights do you agree yes yeah definitely yeah yeah just sort of a uh really really good at what he does and like sort of acts aloof uh but is very uh, very locked in uh yeah uh philip seymour hoffman does not really have a buddy garrity energy but I would welcome that. 
Uh, and number one uh, is a tie between Ocean's Eleven and Burn After Reading. Wow. Uh, two Incredible. all-time classics I've talked about often and won't spend a lot of time here. Uh, could watch either of them at any time. Mm. Uh, mm. And Brad Pitt is is like sort of the two different sides of his personality at in both like Ocean's Eleven. He is the coolest guy in the room at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burn After Reading, he is doing his sort of like uh, his silly side. Uh, and he's, he's he's fucking great. Uh, <sighs> Do I have the, to go ahead? Keep going. The delivery of the line in Burn After Reading, where he's uh, he's calling uh, he's calling Malkovich late at night, and to try to get him to pick up the documents, and yeah. he's, he's gone. I thought you would be concerned about the security of your shit. Just. <laughs> Just fucking knocks me over. <laughs> uh, it's a really fucking good movie. Oh, God. Do I have to give mine now? If you'd like. You don't uh, have to. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just come up with off the top of my head. Um, 12 monkeys. God, no, hold on. Oh, 11 oh, well, monkeys. I listen, listen now. Uh, okay. Uh, you do this one. You can do that one. All right. Well, first and foremost, I think I got to say War Machine. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, just a classic Netflix original film. He played the unforgettable role of General Glenn uh, Mc- McMahon. Um, I mean, uh, it's it's recent. It's recency bias, I know, but Bullet Train. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Incredible, yeah. incredible film. Then I got to go. stabbed. He got stabbed. I got to go uh, Megamind. Small role, but just. Big uh, heart. Just took it, took that film uh, to another people, level. People like Megamind. Um, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Just, just I mean, ever I think we all remember where we were when we first saw that. And then, I mean, I, I feel I'm surprised you didn't say it, but uh, by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to leave some for you. I feel like there is, there is sort of an art to list making. And it is, you know, I wanted to introduce some controversy. I put a tie at number one just to yeah. get people riled up on Twitter. Uh, and, yeah, I left out the uh, the actual movie that he made called By the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelina was in that one. That was where they she were like, wistful. It. Yeah. And, but they like, were angry at lo- each other. Yeah. But they're, like, looking out at, at the, the titular sea. Never, I know, I know. Yeah, no, there's just the trailer. I never well, saw you, it. You saw the trailer. I, what you didn't see yet is this week's box office top five. And so I'm going to go ahead and run that down for you real quick. Uh, a lot of new releases uh, this Christmas weekend. But, of course, Avatar The Way of Water retained its number one spot, followed by Puss in Boots' The Last Wish at two. Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody at three. Thank you, full title. <laughs> Thank you. Babylon, no colon. Babylon. Just Babylon or Babylon at four. And Violent Night took the number five spot. Uh, Avatar in first place made $64 million over the the three-day. And these numbers are all going to be a little weird because Christmas makes numbers weird. Yeah, so Christmas makes numbers weird for a couple reasons. One, uh, obviously, being that Christmas Eve. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. But let's see how much you remember. A Christmas Eve um, movie going is down because... Most people are spending the time with their family yeah. at night, which right. is when people go to the movies. 
Christmas Day movie going goes up because people are spending time with their family in the morning and then go to a movie at night. They're sick of them, yes. Um, so it's kind of a, a flip flop. Um, because Christmas fell on a Sunday this year, we're actually getting what a lot of pundits are putting into a four-day weekend, including today, this Monday, which is an observant holiday a lot of people have off from work. And so movie going is going to be high here. So right now the three-day total is, or the so, uh, estimate is what? Uh, $64 million. Thank so you. So 52.3% drop. Um. As far as the uh, the the four day Disney is uh, projecting as of uh, midday today or this morning a ninety million four day weekend and uh, some rival studios according to Deadline have it at ninety seven to maybe even a hundred with everyone being off um, and this of course is leading us into the big week the week Christmas to New Year's is the big week where everyone has off. Uh, and movie going is huge, uh, or it should be. Um, we talked a little bit last week about how uh, Avatar was going to have these um, midweeks, and there were a lot of tickets that were sold for after opening weekend, probably this weekend, uh, this past weekend, and this coming week. Right. But it's a long movie. There's not a lot of show times to go see it at, especially if people are waiting to do it in um, big. Uh, uh, enhanced viewing theaters like IMAX and Dolby and, and 3D. So there's even less show times for people to choose. So the numbers last week are going to be skewed. You know, most big movies, big movies can get, you know, 20, something like that. We were talking last week. I think that I said my um, personal number that they should be looking for is like 15 to, to 20. And Monday, 16, Tuesday, 18, Wednesday, 14, Thursday, 14. And then you have the Friday, 19, Saturday, drop 23%, Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, 29.5, bump 96%. It is the sixth best Christmas Day. Um, I believe it's sixth best Christmas Day. in uh, No, fourth best for a movie behind uh, The Force Awakens, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, and No Way Home. It's the fourth best Christmas Day in history. Okay. And so we're looking at a total right now. If it is going to be, uh, Disney is projecting 287, 288 by the end of the four day end of today, um, which is going to be running 9.5% behind Rogue One, which is a lot of people's comps after opening weekend. It opened similar to Rogue One. It's Monday was close to Rogue One as far as the total and the drop that it took. So people looking at Rogue One as a comparison right now on track. If it can hold out, uh, it's going to crack um, $400 million by New Year's. And we're looking at a total probably a little over 500 right now, unless it can really stabilize, uh, which would be fine. Remember, it would be more than any Marvel movie this year. Like, if this gets to $500 million, I don't see why anyone um, looks at that as a disappointment domestically. Okay. The movie costs a lot, but it's because the technology was, they were creating the technology to make it. Now they have it to do the other ones. And if we look at Disney, what else do they have going for them right now? It's Marvel and this, right? They don't And have, Strange World. They don't have franchises. You know, Disney Animation's on a bit of a dip. They're not releasing Pixar movies in theaters. Or if they are, they're doing the mediocre ones. 
And so, yeah, we're in a weird place where, not weird, this has kind of always been the case with Disney, is that they try to have franchises, they've tried for years, they're not good at it. Right. And so they bought 20th Century Fox partially because they own the rights to Avatar. Let's not forget that 20th Century Fox was the original studio for Avatar. It came over in that deal. Um, and so they can't look at $500 million and go, oh no, when it is the... It's going to be the second highest grossing movie of the year, uh, right? Nothing else has um, has made over five except for... I don't think so, no. Top Gun, right? Yeah. Yeah, like this, Black Panther kind of forever is at 428 right now. And this is going to get there in about a week and a half. Um, and even last year, for sticking in the pandemic era, it was Spider-Man was at 572. So if this makes... No, that's not true. That's the stupid box office mojo doing there bullshit um 500 is is more than every other movie last year except for um spider-man and uh better than any movie this year except for top gun and we're not going to count 2019 because that was uh an all-time year for disney a long because, time ago in a different world well also just the the titles right that we're releasing Endgame, The Lion King, the uh, closing out of the Star Wars trilogy, Frozen 2, Toy Story 4, just boom, 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 boom. All from Disney because Bob Iger was leaving and he wanted to leave on a high note. Um, They also, by the way, had Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Aladdin as well. That's the top eight for that year. Um, So 500 plus is incredible and I'm very interested to see what would happen with Avatar three but worldwide is what we're really looking at here the movie is not including today all it's already at uh, 890 million dollars worldwide um is that good being at 890 million dollars <laughs> yes. yeah black panther Wakanda forever just crossed 800 million dollars worldwide uh this is going to break uh, a billion by Probably mid next week. Okay. Um, end of next week, and that's just one billion. We're we're, we're probably looking at one and a half at least. This is going to be a huge worldwide hit, which is exactly what Disney wants. Is you know the domestic play is five hundred, great, but it's going to be the worldwide play that's really going to make or break this franchise. The China thing is nice. There, it's going to clear a hundred there. Or it already did, and um, they're really going to be looking at. The rest of the world and that marketplace. But listen, you know, we said last week that it making 90 or 100 would be great. And that's probably what it's going to do over the four days. So um, this week's going to be very interesting. But right now, pretty smooth sailing. This is like top of what we could have expected from Avatar. I do have a, a quick question. You had mentioned earlier that it costs so much because they were making the technology to make it while filming it, but now they have that technology. Wasn't a whole reason that this movie took 20 years to come out is that they were like making all the rest of them at once? No, they've only filmed three. That that was the initial plan was let's make all of them once. And then yeah. they kept upping the scale and writing them and, you know, doing different scripts and, um, Realizing how big these movies were to make. Uh, Cameron has recently been going around going, you know, the movie is uh, 
we had to wait for the technology to Edie Falco. Did I tell you the story? Yeah. She went on the view and said, I, I filmed this movie four years ago. That doesn't happen. You know, that doesn't, that's crazy. Right. And she's not in a lot of the movie and I'm guessing she's also in the next one. So they probably filmed three, but no, they haven't filmed four yet. I don't think. Okay. The plan three... right now is to do five total. Right. So four, four movies, so four sequels. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got, they've got three. They've got three in the can, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then they, 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 the idea was, um, you know, let's see how this does to determine whether we do uh, four and five. Okay. We'll see how this does. But I think with this... We're yeah, def- it seems we're, like four and five are coming. We were definitely getting four and five. Yeah. yeah. Do we know when we're getting three? Is that next year? Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah, yeah. They're doing the... Let's not burn people out. I'm pretty okay. sure so we're doing two years. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it, should, it should be two years for the from now on, like for the until we're done with the five. Right. Okay. And then I'm sure we'll get so they'll just else. they'll have they'll have enough time to make a regular movie in between. Yeah, they just needed like the water shit. I was reading a thing, you know, remember that scene from the trailer uh, with the the strap in the water, him putting it on his hands. Yeah. Someone asked the visual effects artist, like people were asking, like, is that real? Is that this? And he went through like such a complicated process of he's like, well, the hands are uh, real. They're not. Um, they're not painted, but they are real hands for the movement. Uh, it's this other guy, not Sam Worthington. And then we put him on a thing in water, and then we did him above water, and then we did this, and then we had Worthington come in. It was like it was crazy amount. Of, like the the artist that made the realness of the we think of the movie. The artist that made this movie. It is one of the most impressive movies I think I've ever seen, and like it's just such a testament to what people think they can do and then figure out how to do it. It's really fucking crazy. And there's just like thousands of people that work on this that aren't going to get the press and, or the money that comes with it. Yeah. And I just, it's such a shame because like it, it's them that makes this movie, you know, especially seeing it in 3d and IMAX 3d. It's like, Oh, it's, it's all the technique. It's not Cameron. I mean, he's a big part of it, but it's, the technical wizardry that cr- created these images that make this like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a, it is definitely incredibly impressive uh, from a, from a visual standpoint and from the perspective of water. The way of it. Um, yes. Yeah. The movie is uh, uh, doing well. And uh, this week is going to be big. If we can get some over 20, that's what's fun about this week is like, We've looked at other movies and gone, oh, $19, $18 million for a weekend. That's yeah. that's great. And this is just doing that last week. This week, I'm hoping for some 20, 22, 25, 23, because it's just fun to see everything pile up so quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies that we look at uh, getting 18, 20 million in a weekend, uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish came out which made 12.4 million dollars in its three-day opening weekend and is currently sitting at a total of 18 and a half yeah it's disappointing i'm, I'm not gonna pull up the numbers for the pre the other one because that one came out a year after the fourth shrek movie the final one yeah and animation was in such a different place theatrically so i'm, I'm not gonna do that i think it's unfair to the movie it's supposed to be great um someone recently posted a thing that said uh, or over the weekend that said it's funny how puss in boots the last uh wish is um florence Pugh's highest rated movie on rotten tomatoes uh like of all think of her filmography which is stacked yeah this one is the highest uh, tomato percentage of any of the movies that's the, that's i mean not strange because rotten tomatoes works in mysterious ways but uh, yeah 
Seems not right. It's supposed to be great, and I'm very excited to see it, but it's it's a case of too little, too late. Now, Universal acquired DreamWorks, which yeah. I love because I, I love DreamWorks. Why? Because you're such a Shrek guy. Because of the S. Well, close. Because the yeah. S and the SKG. Um, and uh, and I love Universal because they're the best studio. And so I was really excited about it. And they when they bought them, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do more Shrek and all this kind of stuff. And this seems to be the first sign of that. But it's just such a dormant franchise. Yeah. That, like, this is how we're bringing the Shrek franchise back is with Puss in Boots. It's just a very weird thing but they're opening in the same slot as sing it opened way less than sing but if it can hold the the, sing played this was last year sing two i'm referring sing sing did as well but i'm referring to sing two went much lower than its predecessor but then legged it like a champ because there were no animation offerings for months this is going to be the same thing yeah um, there's really nothing for for families or kids until uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania in february really and so this could ride it out um, to, I don't know, not 100, but not not. It depends on what's going to happen here. There's a chance that this can really ride a little wave. It'll still be disappointing, but um, it's supposed to be good. They have that going for them. Yeah. I, it's just, I really don't see how they could have thought that this was going to work out. Yeah. Just like, like you said, the Shrek franchise is... Bandera should not, have gone on IG and teased. Uh, uh, you know, all I could say is, "Welcome home, welcome home." And at the end, Puss in Boots is standing uh, in a in a in a, a prison of sorts, and um, uh, someone from the Shrek, Julie Julie uh, uh, Andrews, who played the mother in the Shrek two and three, uh-huh. is talking to more video, and she goes, "Well." Thank you for helping us save the world, Puss in Boots, but we need you to stay here. You can guard your land far, far away or whatever the hell it is you're from, but you can't go any further. If you do, we're coming for you. And then her video cut off and then suddenly someone goes, you know, people are making a big stink about you. And then who floats down out of the clouds? But Shrek in a cape. And he lands and he goes, Puss, you and me should talk. And then we cut to black. And then Mike Myers posts a video about how he's back as Shrek. And he quit his Netflix show that no one watched. And then they decide to recast Shrek. But that's what they should have done. But it didn't work that time. <laughs> I yeah, don't think they should have done it this but time. But as a parody. Shrek parodies things, right? That's it a does. Big, sure. been a good parody. Okay. It would have been a little... Uh, Hard to pull off uh, so quickly. But yeah, was, not, not, yeah, not really the crossover in audience, I think, that you're looking for there. Uh, that, that was that was all an elaborate Black Adam joke. What? As I uh, as I recall. Yeah, I have not, spoilers not the for, film. The, for the ending of Black Adam. Yeah, Shrek yeah. appears. Yeah, Shrek appears. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just... It wasn't... Anyway, this movie was not going to work out. It's... Is I think what we were talking about. No. Uh, let's now instead talk about Whitney Houston colon I want to dance with somebody colon yes, the Whitney Houston thank story. You. Uh, that made four point seven million dollars this weekend. Yeah, it didn't do well. Can't imagine why. Let's try to though. Well, uh, we've had a lot of musical biopics, and what has propelled um, 
the recent success stories has been a big factor has been Oscar uh, yes yeah awards Bohemian Rhapsody I knew the answer to that I was just uh, uh, yeah. Rocket Man Elvis yeah. you know there's a lot of um, and also just like the the uh, this is a terrible question is Whitney Houston alive you're just gonna put me on the spot like that. Uh, is she okay? I don't. Uh, man, I saw a thing that said featuring new music by Whitney Houston. Oh well, the well could be like old tracks. You know, they yeah. never released. She did pass in 2012. Okay, great. So, because I, I saw that, and I was like, I thought she wasn't alive. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I mean, there's a big contingency of. Uh, also, I just feel like the the stories of, um, Bohemian Rhapsody and Elton John and Elvis are more theatrical in nature and less tragic in a uh, um, ups- more upsetting way. Yeah. And by that, I mean, there's less, um, you know, like uh, uh, in Elvis, he's tricked by his manager. <laughs> and in, uh, you know, I just feel like there's more kind of darkness in Whitney's story than there is in the other ones. Okay. So I think that might have something to do with it. It didn't have a name. And I just feel like the buzz was not here. It just wasn't here. And I don't know how the movie's supposed to be. I haven't, I'll look on Tomatoes now, but the buzz wasn't here and uh, uh, nobody saw it. Yeah. Uh, including us. I think this also was probably impacted by the storms because who would have gone out for this kind of movie but uh, uh, adults? Right. Who and wouldn't needed, have journeyed out in the freezing cold. Yeah. 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not good. Uh, speaking of long movies that nobody saw, Babylon came in at number four this weekend with a $3.6 million Yeah, everyone's, total. everyone on tw- film Twitter is like, ooh, Babylon bombed what a disappointment oh they should uh, i can't believe us and i'm like what the fuck did you all expect this to make my guys like why is this surprising to anybody who's like well this really is gonna screw chazelle out of his thing like i don't what do you mean i mean i i have to say that i can't imagine there's any sort of executive meeting at any film studio ever where they they pitch a movie and they say, all right, we're going to make Babylon. It's going to be an awards player. It's going to be a new thing from Damien Chazelle, hot young name. It's probably going to open to about $3 million. And then everyone in the room's like, yes, great, and pounds mm. their hands on the table like they do in uh, England. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, so they... They were ex- they must have been expecting better than this. Yes. E- even think- with all the factors of, like... There's no such thing as movie stars, and it's three hours long, and adults don't go to the films. And g- going in, also, it, it's a time for family. You can't on Christmas weekend say to your family, okay, bye-bye, I'll be gone for four hours to see an R-rated movie that you can't go to, yeah. kids. Bye. And and it's also a hard sell to be like, hey, grandma and grandpa, you want to go see a uh, bare-chested Marco Robbie fight a snake, <laughs> do a bunch of drugs? She gets bit in the neck by the snake. That's Does she? Heard. Yeah, that's, that's tough. So, um, and she dies. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, ba- I mean, listen, Babylon is, 
I think I think like what they were expecting was like twelve, which like honestly when I saw that as like a projection, I was like, that seems like a lot. Yeah. For for baby Lon, but I guess it could do that. I just this this, this was never gonna work. What you needed to do here was either release it in limited release. Uh, I think they probably did didn't do that because they were like, this isn't gonna test well with right. audience. It's gonna be very divisive. So if we if we release it in two theaters, word's gonna get out that it's not good. But what this should have done is limited release. All the arty people on the coast go over Christmas, and then an expansion in January, right? When there's not a lot of adult fare to go see. When people have seen Avatar. And shit. Then you release it in like, what are they releasing in? Three, th- Jesus Christ. Then you release it in a thousand theaters. And then two thousand, like you just build it that way. Don't release it as the big, one of the big movies of Christmas. It's not going to be the choice. Yeah. For so many people. Also, uh, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody in Baby Lawn, both uh, debuted with less than Cats. Everyone wants you to know that. Okay. Cats was released in 2019. Way more people went to the movies back then. I just want to put that out there. Okay. And also, just- you could take your family to see Cats. You take a family to Whitney Houston, I guess. But yeah. All right. I uh, then the fifth film was Violent Night. It made three and a half million dollars. It was a thirty percent drop. Yeah. It is up to forty one point nine altogether. You know the big holiday's done, so I don't know how much more it's gonna get out of this goose, as the saying goes. The saying goes like that. Yeah. Um. So. It won't get to 50, I don't think, unless it really has a nice couple of days. People going, oh yeah, it was just Christmas. Either way, over 40 uh, domestic. Nice little pie. We've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, it's been holding on great and did a great job. And my spotlight is, uh, I mentioned it earlier, Black Panther Wakanda Forever across $800 million worldwide. All right, Noah. All right. Let's get into everybody's favorite game. Did it make, make more or, or less than, than Little Women? women. We all know how to play. play. I... I name a movie, movie, you tell me whether it made more or, or less than, than Little Women at the box office. You can tell me what year the movie came out, out if you want a bonus point. Point. <laughs> I don't right, have so, this rhythm down. Yeah, so you weren't going from memory. You were just waiting no. for me to say words. I see. Are you ready to play? Yes. Then tell me about Zero Dark Thirty. What did it open to? Well, when did it come out? Relative to Little Women. Both, oh, yeah. Both Sorry. of those things. The game. So I wasn't even listening to the rules. Um, uh, less. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty did make less than Little Women. 2012? Not quite. 13? Yeah. Damn it. 13. We looked at 2012 earlier, didn't we? Uh, 2012. No, tw- the, we looked 2011. That was the year of the artist. That's what yes. we were looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so it's off to, a, uh, off to a start. One point. Off to a start. Let's see how you do with it's your second been started. film. started. Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, oh, good. Qu- I'm going to say a little more. That did make more. That is correct. That came out the same year, 2019 as Little Women, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah that is also right. I, <gasps> no, the awards ended. Right up right up next to it. I, that doesn't matter because we're uh, engrossed in this game. As you tell me about my final film, Spy. Uh, Spy. Um, more. Spy did make more, yes. 2015. Also correct. Spy's great. Should have been a sequel. Uh, Spy is great. Could have been on. Could have been on Spy Four by now. Most probably could have had movies in theaters. But yeah. No. Now instead, she could stop doing anything. Thunder Force. 
Oh yeah, she was a superhero yeah, with, with Leslie Spencer. Jones, Octavia Spencer. Yes. Uh, and Leslie Jones isn't in movies anymore. She was in Ghostbusters. That was in, that was six years ago. When did Thunder Force come out? This year. What? Last year. Last year. Last year. <laughs> it's still surprising. Uh, yeah, that's all. Uh, yeah. That's all correct, though. Very well done. Uh, come and gone from a theater near you, Brian. You're ready to go back in time. Yeah. It's 2014. Oh, my. Spring is in the God, air. God, I know this. No, I know not. what you're doing. The Hobbit. I the the no was that the year, was the weekend before? No, that's that's correct. The you're Battle right. of the Five Barbies. Yes, <laughs> that is right. Only two and a half Barbies appeared. No, I think it was three and a half that appeared. Let's count them. Film. I dwarves, dudes. Yeah, oh, the other dudes, elves. I orcs. Dragons. Dudes and the other dudes is where you kind of lose me. Dragons, I... hobbits, Gandalfs, <laughs> evil Gandalf, yeah. uh, the tower with the eye. I've had the, ten armies so far. The, that wizard that was covered in shit. Stephen Colbert's the, the cameo. Stephen Colbert's cameo. Um, God, what were the other ones? Spiders. Oh yeah. Uh, wheelbarrows. The uh, the army of oh god, I can't remember her name. Who's the anti-vaxer? Evangeline Lilly. Yes. Evangeline Lilly's. Uh, I heard the way they fought against vaccines. GoPros. Um, the uh, the the the, all, the extra twenty-four frames. All of <laughs> all of these armies, by the way, joined forces at the end to wage war on me specifically. I. So this is not quite Christmas this weekend. That's a great song. It's By the way, <laughs> this is not quite Christmas. It's a great song. Uh, it's December 19th through the 21st. Uh, 65. It, in fact, made 54. Okay. okay. Uh, but... And this, this might have come out like know. the Wednesday beforehand because it's, oh, yeah, it's at 89 well, altogether yeah, at this point. Uh, I, either way, I didn't get it right. Yeah. Three movies came out this weekend. Oh, though. good Lord. All right. Give me some clues then because that's a lot. All right. So Alvin you, and the Chipmunks. No. Damn it. I, so your movie in second Yogi place Bear. is no, also the third in a franchise, I think. Pitch Perfect. Maybe three. the fourth, but no. Uh, no number in the title, which is why I don't know exactly where it comes. But I think it's third. I think there's three of them. It was the last one. I think so. This I, I don't entirely know that either, and I can double check. Uh, like the museum, for, Secret of the Tomb. Yes, it was the last one. It was the last one. Where the, it was it the Robin third one? Williams' last movie. Yeah. yeah All right. Was the last one was the third one. Uh, not a lot. So let's say uh, twenty-six. Uh, much less than that. Yeah. 17. Yeah. 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 That's why there was not a Once, Night at the Museum 4. Mighty, they, they released a made for Disney Plus animated thing. Yeah, that's like going on Recently. now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, your third film, also Family Fair, a movie that you were honor bound to see. I was what? I was honor bound? Ba- yeah, bound by honor. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. By whom? Your principles? <laughs> oh, I had to see it. Yeah. Didn't, though. <laughs> I, oh, I didn't see it. No. Hold on. I was bound to see it. Is it because of Brian? By honor. Brian's in the name? 
No. Oh. Is that a rule you have? I, I, do I have rules? What rules? What rule was it breaking? I, the, the rule of your support for its star. <laughs> your fervent Emma? and unbroken support. No. Different kind of support. Tom. No. <laughs> I have a support for. Uh, I see everything they're in. Will Smith. I, you saw one thing that she was in. Only one? Yeah. Brie Larson. What? <laughs> one? Yeah. She oh! <laughs> then she went to grade school. She earned my ticket. <laughs> that's what I said. Yep. She earned my money. <laughs> she didn't, though, and that's why she had to retire at the ripe old age of nine. By the way, by the way, she guest starred on Blackish once. By the way, uh, Will uh, Gleck directed this movie. Okay. Also directed Easy A, which tried Emma Stone. Um, of course, I'm about Annie. Yes. Little Annie. Orphan Annie. 14, 16, 14, 15, 15 final. Pick one, please. 15. <laughs> 15. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. 15.8. Uh, click. Okay. 80 something? Annie would go on to gross $85 million domestically. Yeah. Produced by Jay-Z. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not featuring Jay-Z. Do you think no. it would have made more money if it's featured Jay-Z? A thousand percent. People would have been like, what on earth? <laughs> what if instead of Jamie Foxx, it was Jay-Z? I just watched Jamie Foxx in something. What? Oh, Django. <laughs> what was it? Uh, yeah, and I was like, he's good. He should yeah. be in things that don't suck. Uh, instead, he's an Annie. Uh, some other things to shout out from this weekend because it is uh, around the holidays. Uh, Mr. Turner had a limited release in five theaters. Mr. Turner was good as hell. It was good as hell. Yeah, that Mr. was Turner cool. Was awesome. uh, yeah, it was. It opened at five theaters. Had a uh, twenty-one thousand dollar per theater average. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, and then Song of the Sea, a movie that I was honor bound to see but did not. Uh, Why were you on about to see Song of the Sea? Because uh, it's a, uh, I believe it's from the uh, the same people that made uh, Oh, uh, Secret of Kells and yeah, Wolfwalkers. Right, right. Irish movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ben, a young cool. Irish boy, and his little sister, Saoirse, a girl who can turn into a seal, go on an adventure to free the fairies and save the spirit she world. She can turn why, into a seal. Why was I honor bound to see it? <laughs> he asks. Uh, I have not, though, and I've brought Where shame on my house. folk music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Folk music out the wazoo. Folk music and deal with fairies and magic. Um. <laughs> Learn about the importance of dance. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was it for that weekend. Though. All right, season screenings, buddy. Yes, yes. You sir. didn't do an early reaction for Avatar, right? I appreciate. I uh, no, I don't believe I did. No. All right, no, you got to pick the Christmas movie this year. What'd you go with? I so I wanted to go with something super traditional. I uh, that at the same time, like I'd seen. Had you had you seen it? Do you know? Yes. At all? Okay. Yeah, we'd both seen. Yeah. But didn't really have, like, a relationship with in the same way that, like, everyone knows about It's a Wonderful Life and, like, A Christmas Carol and stuff. Uh, so we watched Miracle on 34th Street. That's right. Released. Um, when else can you release it? June 11th, 1947. Super weird thing to do. Written and directed by George Seaton, starring Marion. 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 Maureen. <laughs> oh, Harry. You got the Irish hitting me. Uh, John Payne, Natalie Wood, and Edmund Gwen. After, after, <laughs> I like the way this ends. Um, 
I like you got to start it first. I like the way the second sentence begins, Noah. Okay. After a divorced New York mother has a nice old man... Sorry, let me go back. After a divorced New York mother hires a nice old man to play Santa Claus at Macy's, she's startled by his claims to be the genuine article. When his sanity is questioned, a lawyer defends him in court by arguing that he's not mistaken. 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, 86 on Metacritic. What did you think of Miracle on 34th Street? I I expected it to be dumb, I oh, think. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought it would be just like super hokey. Uh, and it was hokey, but also it was just like it was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I liked watching good. it. It's really good. There were times where I was really clawing my eyes out. I was like, this has to fucking end. But it's a very, very nice movie. Yeah. Very well made. I I did have one note. And it's crazy. Uh, it's a crazy On paper, it's a crazy movie. Yes. Like, he's Santa, Santa Claus actually gets hired at Macy's. Like, oh, that's a wonderful... Uh-huh. And then he goes to court. <laughs> he's arrested <laughs> and is arraigned and goes to court. Here's the thing that surprised me about it. I... I assumed from when I had seen bits and pieces of this as a child Mm -hmm. that the man was actually like magical Santa Claus. And I, having watched the movie now, I don't think he was supposed to be Santa Claus. No, he's definitely Santa Claus. I think he's a man. I think he's he's just a guy. That's what the thing of the cane at the end is. Yeah. Well, there, there is a little button of like, there's a cane at the end. Yeah. Uh, Definitely Santa Claus. Where when these two people? There's just no like, way this movie from 1947 <laughs> was made to be like. But he's not really Santa. Well, they were they were pitching it at kids, and he was saying for thousand percent Santa. Yeah, but I'm at the very least, he's not Santa until the last five seconds of the movie, and which at, at which point they finally reveal it. Mm-hmm. But like up until the ending, they're not really hinting at like actually this man brings presents to children every year. They they really do kind of live in a world where like this guy's just kind of crazy, but in a way that's fun for us, so it's okay. Yeah, I and I was I was I was surprised by that. The cast is really good. The guy who plays him is good. Natalie Wood's very nice, charming, and you know one of her early roles. And it's a nice, I can see why people like it. It's a very nice, very pleasant, sweet movie. Yeah. Shouldn't it have st- not starred? I guess because Santa's a star, but the uh, the the neighbor boyfriend lawyer. Yeah. Should that not have been Cary Grant? <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. I don't know John Payne's uh so maybe he was big then, I don't know. Yeah, he did a fine job. And like I, I know Cary Grant is like a big name to get, yeah. but like this movie was nominated for and awarded uh, Oscars. Yes. I uh, and was released in summer movies. No, I'm kidding. It was 1947. That didn't exist. I uh, but but yeah, like they could have gotten Cary Grant. They could just make actors do whatever they wanted back then. <laughs> Walk over here. Say this. Go. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> right away, Mister Maya. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose could have been. Couldn't it have been Robert Mitchum? Wouldn't that have been great? Why wasn't this Marlon Brando? But he, I mean, he was doing a Cary Grant routine anyway. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah, any of those guys. He was the lawyer, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a Wonderful Life got Jimmy Stewart. Uh, post office in 1976. <laughs> that was good. Susan, uh, look at the balloons. Yeah. This is how you pretend to be a monkey. 
No, that's the Santa Claus who says that. Who tells him yes, that. that's true. But he could have joined it's the in. Santa Claus. Yeah. I. Oh, wait. What does he say at the beginning? He goes, I thought it'd be a good way to meet a young lady's mother. And it was. Yeah. Super, super <laughs> weird plan. I've kidnapped your daughter. Has. So the single mother and young daughter are living in a uh, fancy apartment building. She is a wealthy uh, Macy's executive. And he's like a handsome single lawyer that deliberately befriends the young girl as a way to get with the mother. He says this in his first scene. Yes. That's how we're introduced to him. Yeah. He literally goes, that would be a good way to meet her mother. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still doing Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, for I'll, do him, the, I'll, yeah, I'll do it the whole time. Okay. I'll do it when uh, remember when that woman comes up and she goes, I never used to shop in Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> I did like uh that like that bit in the movie. It felt very um like a modern like side plot comedy to me. Yeah. Where they just like the business is booming and Gimbal's is like, What is this? This is crazy. Yeah, we'll be generous now. Yeah. I'll show you, you bastard. Yeah, and he just like <laughs> teaches everyone to be generous. Yeah. Uh it's a very, very nice movie. I agree. I liked it quite a bit. Out of four depositions, what do you think? Four what? Character witnesses? Uh four letters to Santa. Oh nice. Four letters to Santa Paws. Yeah. Four four bags of letters to Santa. Four full bags well, letters. Uh what would you give uh Miracle on thirty four Uh I would call this a three and a half bag of I would exactly me. what I'm giving it as well. All right, stocking stuffer. Well, it's Hanukkah. Yeah. I'll sing my song at the end. So we watched two because we're we're only doing seven season screening editions. Next week is our finale. So we wanted to do eight Hanukkah episodes of television, so we did watch two. The first one was The Goldbergs, A Christmas Story, Season 3, Episode 10, aired December 9th, 2015. I'd never seen The Goldbergs before. Me neither. People love the show. Yeah. I did not like this episode at all. No, I don't think so. And there's something about... Their voices. Like, just oh. jumping into a sitcom. And yeah, part of it is their voices. But, like, there, there's acclaimed sitcoms all the time that, like... Just one doesn't watch all of them. But then you happen to just like catch an episode of The Middle. Yeah. Or of like Abbott Elementary. Black is going on. You have to be able to get it. Go ahead. I'll give you what you're saying. We we may have the same point. Yeah. And it's just you you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, like sitcom. Uh, Even like The Nanny, uh, something that we uh, we watched recently, which is like, okay, yeah, this is. I, I see what's going on here. And like there's characters I like, and this is this just has the vibe of a successful sitcom. Someone who had never seen an episode of like Modern Family could just sit down and watch one, yes, and just be like, oh, okay, I see, I see all the dynamics, and I see the jokes, and I see this and that, and like this, this show just like seemed cheap and weird. Absolutely, one thousand percent. The two the performances by the 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 two sons, terrible, so over the top, terrible. Yeah, everyone seemed mean to Wendy, uh, the mom. Um, and yeah, it was also just... like I, I like the idea of the Jewish mother wanting her kids to enjoy the holidays so she makes it Christmas without being... Like, just kind of catering everything to the Christmas structure. Yeah, she, she, is, she is struggling with the pull of, like... Hanukkah is traditional yeah. and uh, a lot more like culturally rooted yes. and like less exciting. Yeah. Uh, but it is who we are versus like also, Christmas everyone, is big and shiny. They did a whole thing about how like and the presents you get. First of all, 
Pat Oswalt playing a Jew. But uh, the the presents you get, and then by the, you know, it's like, oh, raisins, tube, that's a big joke, because you get, like, you know, tube socks, because yeah. it's eight days of presents. But that last day is supposed to be the big day. Some right. families do the first day, but the last is, and then it, yeah, they, you, go, they go to day eight, and he's like, more underwear, and she's like, oh, I got this toothbrush. I'm like, no, that's the big day. Yeah, you do, you do get... At, at least a, a good present gift. for Hanukkah. Yeah, and then the rest is like stockings. Yeah, the, the rest are fillers or like every time you get a train and right. it builds a train set. And you become the most successful director of all time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn my mom. But nothing you do can save your parents' marriage. <laughs> this twain is like your family. You have to take care of it yeah. always. Um, you know, I just, uh, I didn't, I think the writing was very good. The pacing was off. It felt very mean. And like the, the Christmas story illusions were just like hokey. And I just didn't like it. Yeah, I agree. We're on a bad streak this year, man. I mean, <laughs> These fucking shows. I mean, listen, this is a problem with the way that the culture treats Judaism. Yeah. Uh, and which I, I but was, Noah, we say we say this every but time. Noah, but Noah, Jews run the media. Why don't they make good things for themselves? And listen, like obviously, we're catering uh, to you pieces of shit. Obviously, <laughs> all, the all the people <laughs> that talk about the Jews run the media, I. Uh, are wrong and coming from a place of very bad faith. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it is undeniable that there are quite a number of powerful and talented I mean, Jewish people the in Gold entertainment. Birds. There's Jews working on it. Yeah, like, why Why isn't anyone just making Hanukkah stuff? Or just know. Jewish stuff? What are they? Why not? It's because so little of the country is Jewish. Yeah, there's what, what are there, like 100 200 he's about 200 yeah all right we also watched a show called brothers and sisters which i'm going to look up the the uh awards history it's been on me a bunch of awards yeah this was just sort of like a a dramatic show episode called light the light season one episode 10 right 10th episode december 10th 2006 what a cast on this thing. Now, I obviously was aware of this show. I used to watch network television at the time. I never watched this show in particular, but I did know that it got decent ratings. It was nominated for uh, Sally Field won her the first season for lead actress in a drama at the Emmys. Rachel Griffiths was nominated. It was They were nominated again the next year. I mean, this was just uh, in the awards conversation at the Golden Globes. All the stuff I used to watch when I was 14 and 15. Right. So I was aware of it. I'd never seen an episode. Crazy show. So the general the general overview of the show that I got from reading a little bit about it is that it's a, it's about a wealthy California family, mm-hmm. uh, the patriarch of which dies. Yeah. Uh, and this... This reveals in his death. It is revealed uh, that he has been carrying on a second life and a second love with a woman for around twenty years. I uh, and that that is sort of like the crux of the dramatic plot. Uh, and then also, it just it follows the lives of the children and of the widow and uh, and what have you. And also, they run a food company. In Ojai, California, they called Ojai Foods. I uh, and there were two plots to this episode. One of which being that a uh, Sally Field's granddaughter 
discovers that uh, Sally Field is Jewish. Uh, mm-hmm. Not she is not like a practicing. Uh, she's not a practicing Jew. Right. She does not engage in the holidays. Her mother her was Jewish, and her uh, her husband her husband loved Christmas so much. Yeah. He wasn't Jewish. So they just said they did that instead. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so now it's the little girl kind of learning about her culture and what Hanukkah is and all of that. Yeah. There's also a plot line where <laughs> there's a few. Uh, oh, I guess yeah. There is the army. Calista thing. Flockhart plays a, a news reporter for Fox News who might get her own show. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the brothers is in the army and has a drug addiction. He has uh, to go back to army. And so the the other brother is a lawyer. A drug addiction to... they they say caused by the trauma he experienced, yeah. in... or exacerbated by perhaps. yeah in in the army. Yeah. I. And so he's trying to go to rehab, and the army's like, no, come back. And so right. they go to court about it. Yeah. And then there is the other woman, <laughs> as she prefers to be called. Karen uh, Diaz herself. Kate yes. Upton or the, man. The patriarch's uh, affair partner of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a bit of business about some land that needs to be sold to save the company. Right. And it's but worth, it turns out it's worth $10 million, her share of it. But they say to her that it's only worth 1.2. There's yeah. something where they yeah, lied about sure. the amount. Yes. Worth. And she goes, that's weird. You guys seem pretty anxious. I'm going to hang on to it. And then she decides she wants to be a partner. Yes. Yeah. That. Uh, she does end up joining in the family business at the it's end very, there. Very fun. I, a lot of time is spent with this woman and sort of on her role in the family and the indignities that she suffered mm-hmm. uh, for being on the outside looking in kind of is how she puts it. Noah said several times throughout the episode. I, I, have, I, have, I have a lot of thoughts about this woman. And so here they are. I burn in hell, I think is my take <laughs> is that this woman deserves nothing and she'll like it. She does give a speech at the end about how, like, um, I sat there for 20 years while you all were a family and doing your business, and I wasn't a part of it at all. And that's bullshit. And I just, like, how dare you? How dare she just pretend like she had no choice but to love this man? Yeah. Like, he has a family, has a wife, and children, and grandchildren. Like, stop. Leave at once and it never was, return. It was wild. It was, I, yeah, just just a disgusting thing. And like the show seemed to kind of be like, yeah, she was, she was kind of put out. And it and like if you think about it, she really is a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And so now she's gonna like join the family. If I if I was those rich children, and I found out about this woman, and she's like, I want half in stock. Like, no, you will take the millions of dollars and and that's and that's what you'll get. You insane person. I just, it boggled my mind, her role in the show. Yeah, and it's one of the things where you're wondering, like, maybe there's more to this that we've seen in the other episodes, but she's asking for so much, um, so blatantly, like, 
uh, like she's earned this. Yeah, like I. It's been taken from her. I know about the business. He talked about it for twenty years while I was fucking wrecking your home. And uh, it's really shocking. I do want to mention the the Judaism part of it. Maybe the most well done we've had on on our episodes so far. Just a really nice bit about what it means to be Jewish, or just like the customs and the, and the care and the practice. And I like how f- supportive everyone is of this endeavor and yeah. really embracing it. And uh, I was just like, yeah, this is a nice way to do this. And it has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah, it uh, it did have though it, it got back to Christmas at the end. At the very end, uh, because it, it was it was next up in the right. holiday list. But yes, I yeah, I thought I thought it it did a it did a pretty good job of like and when you say like what it means to be Jewish, it it struck me specifically in the way that like you are your Judaism is carried down through the mother's side, and so this little girl just finds out that like oh I I am Jewish, although no one in my family yeah. like really observes that at all. I uh, and so what is what does it mean to me like do I do I have to do I have to go to temple now like yeah. why do we not celebrate Hanukkah and kind of like uh, squaring uh, squaring that for her uh, was was just a yeah, an interesting interesting way and an interesting perspective is easily the best part of the episode it's a very interesting thing about Judaism is that. You know, it's the whole thing about God's chosen people in the sense that we're still here and we've survived. We've been yeah. just chosen to do that. Not that we're the superior um, religion, but... Right. It's a, when, as, the, as the rabbi put it in uh, Taste of the Nation last week, yes. it is not a, a... It's not like an honorific. Right. It is a responsibility. Yes, correct. And there's something that feels like you have a responsibility when the lineage is th- is through blood. I don't know about other religions, but I don't think that like Catholics talk about like, oh, I have Catholic blood in my family or, you know, my parents were Catholics and therefore I like the idea that it is the mother who passes her blood to you in that process and you are Jews. It feels, it does feel like you are carrying something forward. No. And I mean, specifically in, uh, in Catholicism and Christianity, like it is, it is all about the rituals. Like right. you are, you are turned into a Catholic by baptism. Right. right. Whereas uh, this year um, automatically. Yeah. And like you're looking, looking by, by the, by the rules of the book. If you're, if you are born and die as a baby before baptism, you go to like, hell. I think you maybe go to purgatory, but oh, like you right. don't go to heaven. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and that's kind of the uh, the mild and good natured heckling I get from my slightly more religiously minded relatives. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh well, you were you were baptized, so you're in it for life, right? Uh, and yeah, it's it is not. It was it was passed to you by your ancestral line. Yeah, there is something in that feels very biblical in that sense and old fashioned and old nature that makes it feel more powerful to me that like kind of, it does feel like a responsibility of like, I need to say I'm Jewish because of the direct connection I have via blood to all of these kind of generations of, of people and right. stuff. So um, that part of the episode was good. Yeah. Uh, the rest was nonsense. It is, it is, it is nice 
to just be watching a like a, a longer drama <laughs> that has yes has a little has a little more time and, and room like, to yeah do to this. do this instead of just being a sitcom yeah where we've got it we've got to get in our message but also our jokes and also yeah. our B and C plot and absolutely now the episode's over and someone's got to say the word Maccabees. We got one more. Noah's going to pick it. We're not sure what it's going to be. And also the movie next week. We haven't decided on our New Year's movie. That's true. So stay tuned for that. Noah, recommend a movie for the folks this week weekend. Um, Listen, like me, I'm sure you all are eager to have a take on Babylon. I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to... Uh, I don't know what to throw out there this particular weekend. I'm trying to think of the things that are uh, showing up limited... Uh, oh, uh, there's uh, there's one, the movie that I'm probably most excited to see in theaters and have not seen yet, as it is very sparsely available. Mm-hmm. But uh, Women Talking yeah, sure. will be uh, will be coming to a theater near you very soon. That's a good call. Uh, and I am uh, I'm very excited to see that. It should be a, a, a big awards, uh, if not contender, like at least it'll be a lot in a lot of the talk. And I just think it'll be quite good. I hope be good. Uh, so yeah, that'll that'll be that'll be my call out. Come join me in seeing women talking. Um, I'm gonna preemptively say Puss in Boots. I guess I don't know. I've recommended a lot of stuff. Um, maybe Babylon and just make up your own fucking mind. But I, uh, it's still at the music box, and I've been looking, waiting for it to rent so I can show my mom. So I'm just gonna go with After Sun again. Yeah, it's at our theater. It might be at yours. And maybe you live by us and it's the same one. Who's to say? Go see It's After not just Sun. in one theater in the world. Uh, I, I've, I've never, I truly have never thought about a movie more this year after it came out than this. I, I, I someone, I think I agree. Someone just posted the, uh, um, the scene at the end, the under pressure scene. Okay. Baby, I know it's the end of the movie, but God damn, that shit hits. Yeah, that is. That shit hits hard. I've, I've said this in one of the previous previous times you recommended it, but it's one of those movies that I I saw and I was like, oh, yeah, that was quite good. And then just kept thinking about and every time I thought about it, it got a little better in my yeah. mind. Wild. Until I just suddenly settled on like, oh, damn, that was outstanding. Incredible. All right, no, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, uh, and I'm uh, on Letterboxd, the same thing. Brian, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on our way towards a new year. That's right. Speaking of new year, I recently watched Miracle on 34th Street was my 403rd movie of the year. How about yours? I, God, I don't know. Does that, uh, yeah. It should just be if Let, you click on. Check that regular. Yeah, let me see. Uh, okay, and I have not logged Miracle yet, I don't think. That's fine. Why does yours look weird? Because I d- downloaded the weird version. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, you clicked on an ad. <laughs> I looked good. I thought you should get it. If you click on your profile, yeah, it's right there under films. Okay, let's see. I, I'm also gonna try to find yours while you do that. We'll see who wins. All right, I I have done 200 this year. 200. All right, so there you go. Not bad. Those are our movies. Yeah. 403, 200. Um. All right, here we go. It's the last night of Hanukkah. So, sing with me. 
Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party. We'll, we'll all dance the horror. Gather around the table. I'll give you a treat. Spinning tops to play with and lockies to eat. And now we, while we are waiting, the candles are burning low. One for each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. I feel like I missed the part where I say the eighth night. Of, oh, on this, the eighth night of Hanukkah. Um, it's a song my family used to sing. We lit the candles. All right. Do I, do I know forty percent of the words that th- song about? I think. Oh, yeah. Doing almost racist. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. Um, next week, uh, we'll see what I mean. Is Avatar going to be another two hundred million dollars richer by the time next week happens? We'll find out, and also our uh, season screenings wrap up, and maybe we'll preview a little bit about what we're doing in the new year. That'd um, be cool. That's it for us at What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. See you next weekend. Until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.